Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com slash shift. Colleen Biggs is our guest today. She's an award-winning peak performance coach who empowers women to take the bold steps to not only lead up in their lives, but to take the leap in their businesses by stepping into the spotlight to expand their influence and attract the right clients. Colleen Biggs and I connect on many levels. We discuss knowing yourself and the value that you bring to the world. She gives great advice for knowing your worth, which is the first step for pricing your offerings. Price is an energy exchange. The connection to God through prayer and the power of showing up with the intention to get what you want. Colleen, thanks you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited just to have this conversation and dig into what you're doing and how you're serving people. Mm, thanks for having me on, Robert. It's it's so fun to meet new people and have these conversations in new communities. Absolutely. Yeah. So I typically let everybody just start out with how they make the leap into entrepreneurship. Yeah, that's good because everything I do is about taking the leap. Um, nice. And it's my brand and I, you know, it's about leaping. And for me, it's an acronym. So leap means lead with enhanced acceleration to reach your peak performance. Um, so you have to free fall. And many people are afraid to free fall because they have to have certainty to know what's going to happen. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're really taking the leap, you don't know uh, all the details of everything of how it's going to happen. So I did. I took the leap from corporate America um, about four and a half years ago. And I left, uh, you know, with a cushy job, a cushy salary and, you know, benefits and um, had certainty and security in that job. And I had already launched my community lead up for women at that point. And so I was spending money and um, I was generating some revenue, but was investing more money into the business at that point. So when I left corporate America, I had really, my plan was to build the community to be able to provide that income. But in that first year, that didn't happen. It, the income didn't, you know, drive a larger amount of income to me than what I was investing in the business. So it was like, what are you going to do? I was a personal trainer at that time. I had been certified as a personal trainer. So I picked up a few clients along the way. I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs do things to generate income. Um, I was also a coach in corporate America and had launched over 300 businesses at that point. So I was like, why am I not going to become a business consultant out here as an entrepreneur and help other businesses? So I did. I put the word out, told some people that I was going to be working with, you know, female entrepreneurs. If anyone was interested, I was getting referrals. So picked up a few clients there, started my Leap brand at that point. And um, it just went from there. So we need to trust ourselves, Robert, that we can um, do what is necessary 
uh, to become a very successful entrepreneur because it is not, a, we can't have a finite type of thinking. It needs mm -hmm. to be an infinite type of thinking. And when you're an entrepreneur, I call it, you know, it's interesting. I call it the million dollar playground because you can make an infinite amount of money where in corporate America, I was stuck at that. That was the level of money I could make. I wasn't in sales. So I didn't have the opportunity to be on commission or make an unlimited amount of money. And as an entrepreneur, I can make an unlimited amount of money. And when my husband, I finally, my husband had been an entrepreneur for six years before me. And I remember looking at him one day and I'm like, why did you keep me in corporate America so long? Why did you keep telling me to stay there? He's like, I had no idea you would be this successful. As an entrepreneur, I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> I was so successful in corporate America. What makes you think I wouldn't be that successful out here? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and even the, you mentioned the certainty and security and, and less and less corporate America and jobs to have less and less certainty and security. Um, you know, we've seen companies laying off thousands of people at a time now. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Cause they need to, they need to get their numbers right or whatever. And people are expendable. They're, they're a commodity in a company. <laughs> Times are changing and the security that used to exist, the loyalty, the security, um, you know, having the 401k, having, you know, um, a place in the company where they wouldn't let go of you. Why would they let go of you? You know, you've worked there for 20 years or 30 years. That's a thing of the past. It doesn't exist anymore. So if you are, um, you know, in the workforce, I want you to think real long and hard for your listeners about, Tell me, um, you know, do you have a, a plan B? Could you, if necessary, generate income on your own? And, and I have to tell for every single one of your listeners out there, the answer is yes. You could generate income doing anything. Um, I always say I pull, you know, money out of the sky, right? I can just, I can it just, I can create it out of nothing. Every single one of us can do that. And the more that, you know, we realize that and we believe in ourselves and have the faith and the perseverance and the desire to do that, um, then you, you'll realize the freedom that you have um, to be able to make that unlimited amount of funds. There isn't anything about security anymore in corporate America. So I got off that wheel, Robert. Were you on that wheel ever? I, so I was on that wheel in nonprofits. So I yeah. wasn't even getting any better, any benefit. In fact, I worked for a church. I was in ministry for 20 years and I couldn't live in the county that our church was located in because mm -hmm. I didn't, my salary wasn't adequate enough to purchase a home in that area. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's why, crazy. that's why I said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore for, you know, mm -hmm. my wife and I and my kids future legacy, my grandkids legacy. I'm, I'm, I want to tap into that freedom of time and money um, mm -hmm. that entrepreneurs can, can create and just co-creating so much more. It, really it is. is. It's so much fun being an entrepreneur. And I didn't realize how unemployable I am until, you know, I got bit by the entrepreneur bug, but I am unemployable. I, I look back at some of the conversations and things that happened in corporate America, and I'm almost ashamed at the way that I just allowed myself to be talked to, mm. allowed myself to be put back in my place. And I just think that of that now, that's not the way we should treat people. We treat others mm. the way we wanted to be treated. And I just wouldn't put up with that now. 
It right. just wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, and it's and it's more than that. It's just you know how money works. You know how helping others works, and you know that that you have the ability to co-create something that serves people and helps people. Yeah. And in that process, you cross that. There's a line you cross. We all cross it. And as soon as you cross it, you look back, going, "Well, there's no way I'm going to get a job again. Like, why would I ever <laughs> get a job again?" And and. And yeah, I think entrepreneurs become unemployable when they've crossed that line. And I think that line is a is a, a line of personal development that a lot of entrepreneurs don't cross because they are just entrepreneurs that own their job. I'm glad you said that because that's why I'm in that's why I'm in business. <laughs> Me too. And that's why I exist because so many female, I work with many female entrepreneurs. So many female entrepreneurs create a job. And, um, and some of them even create it to the point where they never pay themselves. Oh, no. And I'm like, why would you ever set up your company that it's not paying you and paying for your bills? Like, that's the craziest thing, you know, that, that I ever think of. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's why I'm in business. Uh, that's why I'm able to serve as many people as I'm able to serve because not everyone has gone through that level of personal development, Robert, that you talked about, or um, the or have gotten the knowledge or the education. And it's not about, you might remember from the book, uh, One Minute, not One Minute Millionaire, the um, uh, Millionaire Mind book. Mm. You might remember from T. Harv Eckerd, that book. You might remember from that one. He said, it's not that you're doing something wrong. It's just that you don't have the knowledge yet. So I always tell people, it's okay. Where you are is not who you are. It's just mm -hmm. where you are. You don't have the knowledge yet, but when you're given the knowledge, right, you don't know what you don't know till you know. Then when you know, what are you going to do with it? So it's it's not about that they're doing something wrong. There's just something they don't know. Once they know, then they can make those choices and changes in their business. And so it just really starts from that point. Are you willing to do what it takes? Absolutely. My yeah. mentor used to always say, do you, do you want to be right or do you want to be rich? <laughs> right? Because yeah. you, can, you can only be right at your highest level of understanding. And if you're willing to let go of that and say, I'm, I'm open-minded to, to bigger possibilities mm -hmm. and then right becomes something different at a, at a completely different level. And, and of course you had no idea that level existed because you're just, you're unaware of it. Right. Yeah. And everybody's operating at their highest level. Of possibility, right? The, mm -hmm. the, how your parents treated you, how your how your coworkers treated you in, in corporate America. For the most part, they're doing the best they can with the tools that they have, but their tools are so limited, and they have such a small toolbox that yeah. that's why you and I have such great jobs. Is because really, what we're doing is a we're giving them a pretty good toolbox to start with, and then we're adding tools into it that just expands their knowledge, right? Their ability mm -hmm. to think, their ability to use this incredible tool we have between our ears mm -hmm. that was designed for us to co-create greatness and put greatness out into the world. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, I always say to people like, uh, so what you've been doing so far, how's that working for you? <laughs> you know? And if Dr. they're Phil's, like, well, Dr. Phil's favorite question. <laughs> it's especially if they say, well, I've already tried that. Well, I've already mm. done that. Well, I've already tried that. And I'm like, okay, well, 
I don't think we can work together because you're, you're uncoachable at that point. You, you think that everything you've done is right or wrong. And then you don't, there's, there's no learning depth or openness for receiving in there at all. What? So if it's not working for you and you have, you're not living the life that you desire, it's, you don't have the abundance of, of money or time or energy or whatever it is in your life that you desire. And you're not happy with the way things are going, then what you're doing is not working. And you need to try something different. But Colleen, you just don't understand. <laughs> you just don't understand. Right. Because your situation is so different than everybody else. You just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's those are that and the yeah buts, right? <laughs> yeah, my yeah, yeah, but or my situation's different, is it? How different is it? Right. So anyone that's listening to this right now out there needs to understand that Robert and I hear this on a regular basis. And I I have the mindset of I love being a student. I don't know about you, Robert, but absolutely. I get the opportunity to be a student and there's a teacher. I get to just relax. Mm. I get to not be the one teaching in the moment. I just get to absorb all of that. And I look at that time, like how lucky am I to be able to collect all this mm. knowledge, to be able to apply it? Because when you're the one that's doing the interviews, when you're the one that's teaching and educating and constantly the one that's sending out the energy all the time, it's nice to be able to sit back and collect the energy, you know, from somebody else and be able to learn from them. And if this is my favorite quote, if learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. And oh. everyone needs to remember that you must be a life learner. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and you can't give from an empty cup. And nope. so if you're not, if you're not filling your cup on a regular basis, you can't pour into your clients and give them the very best. Um, so I think, and I think it's a bad example, right? As a coach, we're encouraging people to be committed to lifelong learning. Uh, we better be committed to lifelong learning ourselves oh, yeah. and doing oh, all yeah. we can to, to be keeping ourselves a couple steps ahead of our clients. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> I always tell um, anyone that I'm working with and I'll tell, you know, anyone in my community, um, in my circle of influence, you know, anyone that listens to me, I'll say, if you go to hire someone and that person doesn't have a coach, don't hire them. <laughs> Because they're not pre, they're not walking the walk and talking the talk. They're not. They're telling you you need a coach, but they don't have one. So <laughs> when are they going to continue learning to be able to continue teaching you new stuff? Well, right? if they, they only have, have one, chances are, <laughs> chances are they should have multiple coaches. Multiples, multiple <laughs> coaches, multiple mentors. Absolutely. So let's yeah. so let's talk a little bit about the biggest challenge you faced making that leap. You talked about that first year, the income not yeah. matching um, and, and having to do some side hustles. Mm -hmm. But once things started to come together, what, what was the biggest challenge? Well, <clears throat> when I was still kind of in the leap and in the dark years, I want to remind everybody, if you're choosing to leave corporate America to become an entrepreneur, expect that you might struggle a little bit with your worth. I say that because in corporate America, you are paid what you're worth. You have a job description and they pay you a paycheck and they literally say, this is what you're worth to the company. This is what we're paying you. When you leave corporate America and your income decreases, let's say it does decrease for a while. Not always for everyone does that happen, especially if you build up that side hustle enough to generate you know, equal income and then you leave. That might not be an issue, but be prepared to work on your self-worth. 
because mm -hmm. you will hold yourself back at every turn if you don't identify what that is and realize, I see this all the time, Robert, I'm sure you do too. Someone, um, I have, I have a pharmacist who's a client of mine, been a pharmacist for 23 years, has over 50,000 clinical hours. She comes out of, um, a clinic, no longer working at a hospital, starting her own uh, practice of working with clients on medicine management. All of a sudden, poof, Everything she learned is gone. <laughs> she has zero self-worth, zero self-confidence in her being having the ability to actually run that business with her clients. And I'm like, but didn't you do this for 23 years already? It, it's like the amnesia happens and the entrepreneur forgets everything they've accomplished, all that they've been good at, and all of a sudden it's just gone. So remember that you add up, <laughs> that keeps going, that bridge is created from what you've done in your past, the knowledge, the wisdom, the education, the experience, everything you've earned and learned up to that point just continues to flow through you and out of you into other people. So mm -hmm. just because you're running your own business doesn't mean that that just stops and you have to reinvent yourself as somebody new. You do not. That continues flowing. So I just want everyone to know that that's another huge hurdle I see in entrepreneurs. I even struggled a little bit with that um, because I didn't start my coaching business coming straight out of corporate America like I could have. I started with the community and added the coaching at a later time. And then when I realized, why didn't I add this from the beginning? Colleen, you have 20 some years experience of this, you've opened 300 businesses. What were you thinking that you lacked any knowledge or experience? So I did it myself. And, and that's, that's a, a little bit of a pothole um, that people need to realize because that can, that can be quicksand and it, you can drag you down quick um, well, with the disbelief. Yeah. Because so much of our identity is set up in what we do. And so much of our identity when we're working as an employee is set up on that title and that paycheck. And once we cut that title off, we cut the paycheck off. Somehow we cut off all the memories that go with it. So <laughs> and, true. And don't give ourselves credit for the wins, right? And and the, the victories that we've had in our past. And all of those are the tools that we use to empower our entrepreneurial journey. And yeah. Everybody has has their pain, right? And and the problem that they're really good at solving because they've solved that problem for themselves. Yeah. And once a person can figure out what is the problem that I can solve for other people, who you've got a business and ding, ding, you've ding, got an opportunity bingo. to get paid really well for helping other people solve that problem. Yeah. And here's the other thing that I'm glad you brought that up because when it comes to pricing, you know, for your um, value, you need to remember that the the energy exchange is from both the client, the person that's paying you, and for um, you collecting that money. So when you charge a low amount of money, how much energy is someone really going to put into um, a low amount of money? If it doesn't hurt me at all, like oh, that's that's like going out to dinner, right? I could I could spend two hundred dollars on that. I probably won't even show up. Because I'm not going to miss the money. I'm not going to miss the money. So we have to remember the energy exchange of money. So if you're at a conference and someone says, you know, I'll do a year program for you. You're going to get these 18 bulleted point deliveries and it's $4,000 for the year. You're like, what? 
How are they going to deliver all of that for a full year for $4,000? Like that has to be a joke. I don't even believe that that's possible because the money is so low of the amount of money. But if someone stood on stage and that you were just there, you know, jumping up and down and chanting and preaching and whatever you were doing for the whole weekend and you're in the moment. And they say for $60,000, we're going to transform your business and you're going to get these bullet, you know, these six bonuses. You're like, I got to find $60,000 because this guy's for real. Like he is going to transform my business because if I'm paying that amount, what do I expect? I expect the transformation. So it creates super student and super teacher. So mm -hmm. now they've got to deliver what they said they have to deliver. You're on it. And you're not going to miss anything. You're going to make sure you get that. And so we, as entrepreneurs, so many people worry about overpricing themselves in the market. And they come in so low that people really don't even feel that it's uh, worthy or valuable or it's like cheap. Or like, you get the, or you get the wrong, you get the wrong people, you know, like the marketing programs that start out with the freebies and you, all you get is freebie seekers. And then you get the people that want, oh, will you give me a discount? Will you give me a this? Will you give me a that? And and you're exactly right. That impacts yeah. the energy exchange. I love that language um, because because when it's when it hurts a little, right? When it it, it hurts Inches. a little, you're you're invested, right? If you had to go to your aunt and say, hey, look, I've got this really great opportunity. It's gonna make a huge difference in my business, but I need I need just a little extra, right? Because the people that say I can't afford it already opted out, right? It's never about the money. It's never about it's, the money. Not about That's the always money. a lie that I can't afford it because if you walked out of your house tomorrow and all four tires were flat and you needed to drive your car to work, I bet you'd afford four tires. Exactly. Yep. So it's never about the money. It's that energy exchange is so time. powerful mm -hmm. to think about. A, it enhances their delivery, right? Because they're bringing it in at a pretty high level. But then it also enhances you as the student because your expectations, now your learning expectation, the state that you're going to be in when you're coming to that mastermind in that program mm -hmm. is going to be super high because you're fully invested and you fully have the expectation that it's going to change your business. And guess what? Because you go into it with that expectation exactly you're what you're going to get out of you're it. You're going to get that result. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I it's, you know, it's kind of like reverse psychology, Robert, wouldn't you say? So, you know, when you think about it, if I were to tell someone, listen, if you invest um, $20,000 in this program, I, I could guarantee you, you're going to, you're going to double your income that you have today. Now, if I said that to someone, they're going to be like, you can guarantee that, right? They want it in, they want it in writing, right? They want you to guarantee it. This is where guarantees are so wrong. When I see right. coaches out there guaranteeing a certain amount of income or guaranteeing a certain amount of like, I, had a, I saw a speaker coach uh, once that I decided not to, uh, you know, connect with. Um, one of my clients was actually working with them. And they said they guarantee six figures in the first year. And I said, how can they guarantee six figures in the first year? When you're the one that has to get on stage, you're the one that has to be paid for the gig. How can they guarantee you're going to get that? And they're like, well, you know, if you added up that you did, you know, 52 in a year or 100 in a year, I said, so you have to do 50 or 100 different speaking gigs in the year to get that. And they're still guaranteed. How can they guarantee something when you're the one that has to do the work? And I'm, I, and I'm pretty sure 
pretty sure those kind of guarantees are illegal and you can go to jail. Well, here's the other thing. When when you're guaranteeing, it takes the pressure off of the client. So you being the person paying for it as the student, and it puts it back on the teacher, right? That does not light a fire under the client's butt to do anything. It doesn't. But I agree. you almost, Robert, want to tell people, listen, it's it's so easy to show you from experience and you can talk to my other clients or whatever, that this amount of money that you're going to pay, you will have this on the, you know, the back end. It, it's, it's very difficult to guarantee because it pulls the energy back. You never want to do that, but sometimes you almost want to tell them <laughs> because it, it's the only clear way that you're trying to get it through to them of what the expectation is. Um, but they have to see it for themselves. And you're right. The money is just an excuse of, I can't afford it. It's like, great. Well, you know, we go all the way back to the beginning, Robert. So what you've been doing thus far, how's that working for you? Well, and, and the only place that I would guarantee, and, and I do all my programs month to month, and and the reason I do a month to month is because if it's not working for you, I want you to not feel any obligation to stay, right? If if our relationship isn't connecting or, or you're not getting out of it what what needs to, to, to motivate you, to drive you, to inspire you, um, then then you should find someone else, right? And so there's no... but. But there's also not a guarantee that says, you know, oh, my program is so great that you'll get this, 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 this. No, you'll get what you get because you'll get what you put in. <laughs> and, That's absolutely true. And I, and I think, you know, I've had I've had really, really great clients. Ninety nine percent of my clients have been amazing. I learned some lessons from freebie seekers, though, and discount seekers and and trying to give people a break because I wanted to help them. And the, and the truth is every client that I've ever let in for free has been, has been a pain in my butt. You can't want, help them. They That's want, not helping them. Yeah. They want more. They want mm -hmm. more. They want their victims. And and the, the very first thing we teach about is not being a victim, taking full mm -hmm. responsibility. And they still can't do it because they've, because they've come in on that wrong energy exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So, so powerful, man. That's so good. So obviously you had to build your audience and what, what was the most beneficial for, for building your audience, generating leads as you transitioned from, from fitness yeah. coach to business coach to. to yeah, seriously. You know, um, I, there's just no quit in me, Robert at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's taken a long time for me and I'm still working on the mindset and the subconscious belief that you have to work hard mm. to earn a lot of money. Um, it's been changing over time, which has opened up the portal for the flow of more abundance of money to come to me easier. Mm. But I'm going to say in the beginning, when you're starting a business, do not think that you can just sit back and manifest everything that you want in your world, right? You design your future. And with that being said, um, you know, I do a lot of praying. And so I'm led by my purpose um, through that. So through prayer and what I believe that God's pulling me to do. But you have to show up everywhere. The number one rule uh, with my clients that I worked with for all those over 18 years, all those 300 CEOs, was you have to tell everybody about you. 
They, it's not a, I'll build it and they will come. Some people think they'll just build a website and people will show up and start buying things. Nothing happens. So how I built my authority, how I built my influence, how I built my following so quickly. I mean, my community was over 10,000 women and I did that in three years. And how I built that was through showing up everywhere possible and asking, hey, do you have another community I can join? Do you know of another networking event? I showed up everywhere. And when I say show up, I didn't just go to the networking event and then sit like a little flower in the corner. <laughs> I'm serious. And just sit there like, hi, my name is Colleen Biggs. And, you know, I'm a coach or I, I mean, I was right when I would get into a room, I didn't know whose networking event was. I would just open my mouth and say, Hey, I'm Colleen Biggs. Who are you? Who are you? All right, you guys, we have 10 minutes. So who wants to set a timer and let's go. And then literally this is what it was like for four years for me. And when I walk into a, a networking event in person, I'm the first one to walk across the room and put my hand out and start shaking hands and just go around and start meeting people. If you are serious about people getting to know you, to start following you on social media, to start building that authority, you have to show up as an authority. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have a clear message. You need to know what you're rooted in, what your values are, what you stand for, who you are, and be that everywhere you go. I am very consistent in everything that I do, how I show up on every podcast, how I show up on my own podcast, how I show up at every event. Nothing changes with me. It is very consistent and everyone knows what to expect. I talk the talk. I walk the walk. When you do that and you are extremely consistent and do not apologize for anything, right? Give yourself permission for that. People are interested in that. They want to be that. They want to be around that energy. They want to know what you're up to. And so that's how I built my Instagram following so high. That's how I got so many people subscribed on my newsletter because I just never stopped. I never shrunk back. I was never worried that someone wouldn't like something I said. I don't care if you don't like what I have to say, then you probably aren't right for my community, Amen. right? We follow people we like. We pay attention to people that we like. We are attracting people that we like. So when women say to me, my gosh, I love the women in this community because they're all so much like me. Well, that's because that's who I'm attracting, the, the same people that we are. Right. And so it's like a no, no mean girls, you know, free zone. It's a, it's a free zone of mean girls. We don't have those here, you know, in my community. It's, and it's about being your most powerful self. Why not? We only have a short time on earth. Why not be everything we were built to be? Oh, so good. And, yeah. and so valuable. And we will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift. Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue, the number two, life.com. Addvalue to life.com forward slash shift. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. The idea that we have to hold ourselves back to to satisfy somebody else is Ew. is crazy right or or that the worst one i think is that god expects us to play small because yeah. i because if i if you i read play the bible too big, I'll make my <laughs> look bad or i'll make i'll make the worst one is family right if i if i play too big it'll make my parents or my siblings look bad 
who's so crazy that we get these beliefs and of course our parents don't even believe that about us right our parents want the very best for us and want us to pass them up they want us to to, to be successful and, and and do all those things and yet somewhere inside people get that belief planted that they have to play small to satisfy god or they have to play small to satisfy their family no, then they're not reading the right scriptures. I'm just going right. to say that because <laughs> there is nothing that I ever remember in the Bible ever explaining anything about playing small. He wants us to be kings and queens and to have unlimited riches. And he wants us to live in our purpose. So uh, that means money. You know, here on earth, people, by the way, that's wealth. And we all know that if you were to distribute all the wealth in the entire world throughout everybody equally, it will wind up in the hands of the top 4% within a year anyway, because it's the mindset. It's the mindset, period. And you don't have to chase money. They know how to use it. You, yes. You just need to be a money magnet everywhere mm. you go. You just need to be a money magnet. And I do hear the same things you hear, Robert, like, yes, but you don't understand my situation. Well, that's easy for you, Colleen, because <laughs> you have a following of all these people. And I said, I knew zero people that were entrepreneurs when I came out of corporate America. All I had was my long list of corporate America contacts, by the way, that I kept and nurtured and kept and nurtured over the years because I actually care about people. I do. I care about other people. So when you decide that you want to treat other people the way you want to be treated, your business will be easy. Your life will be easy. You will wake up feeling light and easy. It's easy. <laughs> power, power of love is so so valuable. So so let's talk about you. You've talked about manifesting and and you've talked about um, lifting yourself up, improving your self worth. Um, how does gratitude play a role in that? Gratitude is everything. It's how I start my day every day. And I am not, you know, I've heard people say this, but I know that they don't really do the practices. I would never preach anything that I didn't practice on myself, like working out, right? That has been a lifelong thing for me of working out. It's, you know, challenging my brain. That's why I became a black belt because I wanted to do something that I thought was hard to overcome mental blocks. So when I talk about gratitude, I read gratitude books. I have every every book Rhonda Burns ever written. Um, I've read them all. I've given them to my clients and done 28-day challenges with them. Um, I've even had my, my clients then run 28-day challenges that I jumped in on and did with them. When you are serious about gratitude, it is much more than saying thank you for someone that opens up a door <laughs> or saying um, thank you to someone when they hand you something in a department store. Having gratitude is about feeling it throughout your entire body. So I even, you know, in, I even created two journals on Amazon that I never talk about. And they're journals about writing 10 gratitudes a day. And after you write each gratitude, you say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't market them. They're on my, they're on my website, but I don't really make a big deal out of them because I really kind of created them just for me and my clients to use. But I start every morning. The first thing I do is get up and I have quiet time at 510 every morning on the dot. And I sit in my furniture in my office, not at my computer. And I write in my gratitude journal. And I have several of them stacked up on my bookcase. And I write gratitudes until the page is full. And when, when I write the gratitudes, 
I write them for things like I'm grateful for the opportunities that are going to come to me today. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for my heart that's keeping my body alive, right? Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the abundance of money that flows to me easily. When you set your mindset to gratitude and then you reread them and feel it, like you have to believe it. That That's the part that's the disconnect for most people. If you say it every day that I believe that I have an abundant amount of time to get everything done. And then you shut your book and you're like, I'm never going to get everything done. Today. <laughs> then you truly are not feeling it. When I say it, I think to myself, today is going to be easy. I am going to have unlimited amount of time to get done what I need to. And I just know, doesn't mean I have a plan, but I just know because I feel it. And this is the way my day is going to go. I'm going to get everything done that I need to get done because I believe it. I said it. And so it's true. Mm. So powerful. Things, right. So gratitude starts my every day. In fact, I travel a lot with my work to go see clients, to go to trainings. I hold retreats. I take my gratitude books with me mm -hmm. and they are in my bag. And so every morning, no matter where I'm at, I still wake up at the same time. I still take that time for myself in the morning. And then I read books that fill my mind, personal development books, things that help my business. I get inspiration from those books. Sometimes I take photos, send them off to my clients, whatever it is, they consistently know that I start my day in gratitude. So if it's worked for me, and by the way, like it has worked for me. I've been on chapters where I've been reading about money and how easily money can come to us. And then I was out picking up trash in my neighborhood on a Saturday and there's 20 bucks. And I took a photo of it and posted it. And I was like, there, there's 20 bucks. By the way, you guys, I've been picking up garbage for, you know, three years in my community. And because I'm focusing on money this month, and that's the one focus right now, 20 bucks just showed up on the side of the road. So it doesn't, you're never going to know how it's going to come because it's not about that. It's that you believe it. That's what gratitude is about, believing it. Well, and gratitude really does change your vibrational state. It yes, and and when you can find gratitude in the challenging things in your day, right? Yeah, that's what the morning routine sets yourself up for, right? When when you get a flat tire and you get something wrong, and you can say, "Wow, I'm so thankful for this flat tire because I avoided the car accident that just happened in the intersection in front of me," right? And Correct. and you can change you can change your state with gratitude instantaneously anytime throughout a day. And so gratitude is, is so powerful. So you mentioned a couple other routine things, how, how, in what other ways have routines helped you and what, what are your non-negotiables in your routine? Um, I do not work on Sundays, non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my clients are very aware of that. They won't text me. They won't chat with me. They won't, you know, if they email me, it doesn't matter. I don't look at my computer. I have a day that's down. I mean, I completely unplug on Sundays. That's a non-negotiable. Another non-negotiable is I won't lie. Um, I won't cheat and I won't steal any for anything or anybody. Uh, that is definitely a non-negotiable and people know that about me. Um, <clears throat> I would never advise my clients or anybody around me in my life to do something that I don't believe in. Mm. Um, I just won't. You know, I, I won't at all. Now, if it's something I don't know about, I just won't give an opinion or a reference or a referral on it. But I would never advise my clients to do something that, you know, I just wouldn't agree with at all, ever. Um, that's definitely some non-negotiables. 
um, for me that exist in my life. And, um, you know, there's, there's so many other things that I do on a regular basis. Um, and I just think the golden rule to me, I, I raised my kids this way. Um, I remember little boards that they would do back in school where that was like pasted on their boards, you know, where they cut out little letters. I just refuse to treat others any other way than the way I want to be treated. And so even when people wrong me, even when people are evil toward me um, or come after me, I just know that that has to do with their self-reflection of something going on with them. And it just helps me pour a little bit more empathy out for them and their situation and what they're going through. But, you know, my parents taught me at a very early age that I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say, bounce <laughs> off of me, sticks back on you. I still believe in that today. And if we really think about what that means, it's saying that what others' words and what people say, we should never let them stick to us. Oh, so good. It's, it's bad. It's damaging. It will ruin us um, because it really is just a, a mirrored reflection of what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So when we remember that, that's why it's not an egotistical thing that I walk around and say, I don't care what you think. It's not about that. It's just that what you say isn't going to change my mind or damage me in any way because I know who I am. I believe in who I am. Like someone could tell me, oh, you're crazy because you believe in God. Well, you know, you probably shouldn't be in my following because <laughs> I'm going to talk about God. And I never apologize for that. I don't go source universe, whatever you believe in. No, I believe in God who you believe in. Fine. And I don't, you know, I don't shun you for it. I, we all are different. We all have our own opinions. I respect you for whoever you believe in. I just ask that you respect that I have an opinion and have a belief in who I believe in. Amen. You know? So, yeah. No, it's so nice. obviously some of those non-negotiables definitely relate to character. How important is character and, and character development for entrepreneurs? Well, it tells you who they are, Robert. <laughs> Right. It tells you how they're going to react, how they're going to do things. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm -hmm. It is so easy to identify a person when you realize that. So that's why I don't fish for clients. I just don't. Um, you know, and my clients always want to come to me to learn, like, what do I do now to get the next client? How do I get the next? You know, what is the best marketing plan? What's the best thing? You know, because I'm a business coach and it's like you need to get out there and attract the right people to you. You know, the fishing and the pushing and the pulling, that is a vibra that's a low vibrational level. And I'm glad that you talked about vibration because I want your listeners to understand that if you're depressed, if you have anxiety, if you're a victim, you attract events, people, places, and things in that vibrational. So you will attract that life to continue and you will have reasons why you are that way. And, and you will, you will um, create the realities for that. If you are vibration at, vibrating at a level that you are true to yourself, you know who you are, you're, you're clear, um, you know where your authority is, you know where you're an expert, you know what you stand for, then you attract people, places, things um, in that vibrational energy. There are clients at every level. So if you're at a $500 a month level and you want to get to a $10,000 a month level, then you have to be that $10,000 a month level person. 
Mm. You can't stay at the $500 a level and expect to collect 10,000 when you're not being that person. So many, this is the, the, I don't have the money syndrome. So many people wait to have before they'll do anything to be who they want to be. You have so to flip the narrative, be that person today, then do what you need to do to have the life that you desire, but you got to be it today. You can't mm. wait. So, I mean, I've, I've just said that in, in an email to a client that was not my client. And they were like, I'm in. It's like, well, you can wait forever. And then you'll finally do what you need to do once you finally have whatever you're seeking to have. And then eventually you'll be the person you want to be. But that's a long road, <laughs> long road. You've got to be that person today. So you've got to do what's necessary to have the life that you desire. Yeah, you got to be. Absolutely. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about mentors. How have mentors helped you and how would you encourage someone to find a mentor that would serve them or meet their need? I'm glad you asked that. You know, I haven't, I've, I've served some corporations um, as an entrepreneur out of corporate America and have been on some boards and have worked with them in some seminars about mentorship and sponsorship because I really feel that mentorship is what led me to become an entrepreneur because I had a CEO that bet on me. So <laughs> the number one thing that you need to have in a mentor is someone that believes in you, fuels you, um, and will bet on you. Like if they had to put money down, they would bet on your success. Like they, they believe in you so much, right? So if you're in corporate America and you're looking for a mentor, you want to find someone that's already done something that you've done that you want to become. Maybe they're at a higher level or, you know, they've been around the company a lot longer. They were a little bit more educated and, um, and that you have regular scheduled meetings with them. A sponsor is going to be someone who can talk about you behind closed doors, who can move you into different positions. So they have an authority, right? Somewhere there's someone of authority. So those are very two different things. But if, if someone's an entrepreneur and they're looking for a mentor, find someone that's done something that you desire to do. So if you want to become a coach and you're not right now, have a mentor as a, you know, a coach that's a mentor for you and ask them for a regularly scheduled call. Um, this could be paid or unpaid. I like it when it's unpaid for mentorship because that person just has it truly in their heart. They want to help you and they want to give you that advice. It's not a coach, right? They're not telling you how to build your business or how empowering you to do that. They're just giving you advice. They're giving you some advice along the way. So having a mentor means someone that believes in you, someone that um, has uh, knows that you're capable of doing what you want to do, and someone that's going to bet on you no matter what. And uh, that can change the trajectory of your life a thousand percent. Because when you have that person, that validates for you your worth. And and I I, I know it's horrible to say that. But when you're looking for a mentor, you need that in that moment. Um, and then when you can stand on your own and believe in yourself, then you're going to find that your mentors are going to change along the way. Then maybe your mentor becomes someone that runs a podcast or, you know, um, someone that has written a lot of books and you follow them on their, you know, I, Dave Ramsey is a, a mentor of mine based on, you know, how he, I always say he's a mentor. He doesn't know he's my mentor, but he is, <laughs> you know, on how he does things. And so, um, and he doesn't know he's my mentor, but 
just following him or listening to his podcast or the way that he believes in, you know, how we're able to turn our lives around from, you know, debt to being financially free is so important for people in their life because so many people are held hostage by mm -hmm. money. And that's why I just believe in what he does. Whether I believe in everything that he does isn't the point. Right. That one belief of money holding you hostage and having the freedom, uh, he's my mentor in that. So, you know, I probably have 10 or 15 mentors and some of those are conversations and some are just people that I follow, read their books. And um, you'd be surprised, though. Reach out to people that are authors because I had an author reach out to me a couple months ago and send me a package because my clients reached out to them. They're a New York, you know, bestseller. And I get a package from him and an email from him. I'm like, what the heck is happening right now? So we put them on pedestals, but they're really not there. They're just people like you and I. They and are, absolutely. But the mentor piece you mentioned that's so important is the power of borrowed belief. And you talked about a mentor that's willing to bet on you. Um, that that power of borrowed belief for a person that's in that development stage and in that that process of exploring their self worth, right? Changing, understanding how much power they really have in the world. Um, that that power of borrowed belief is is so strong and so yeah. necessary that that. If you don't have somebody that believes in you and you don't have somebody standing behind you saying, hey, they kick butt, right? Or you don't have a, a, a thousand clients testimonials that have said, woo, they, you know, because that's, that's, that's the belief, you know, in action, right? You need that borrowed belief of a mentor that's, that's just, you can look back on or you can call them up and say, <laughs> no, you've got it. Just go do it. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's so powerful right because you're borrowing their vibration you're borrowing their you know and and you walk onto the stage in that persona that they believe in rather than in your pouty you know low self-esteem <laughs> persona and and it makes that difference and it takes you to another level um, because they have that belief in you belief is very very powerful and it absolutely can be borrowed <laughs> and can be yes. transferred from one person to another yeah, we women call those wings. And so <laughs> I always tell women that you can borrow my wings to fly until you can fly for yourself. And I will never stop believing in you until you believe mm -hmm. in yourself. I see it in so many women um, surrounding me, whether I'm working directly with them or not, I see what they're capable of. And it just pains me when they don't see what they're capable of. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So what has been the impact of, of being an author? Oh, being an author was like a thing when I came out as an entrepreneur, you know, everyone was like, you got to write a book. I'm like, write a book. Why would I write a book? I don't know how to write a book. Um, I mean, I went from being, you know, in corporate America and being a business consultant and working, you know, launching startup businesses to being a radio show host and, <laughs> you know, writing a book and becoming an author. And I was like, what is all this stuff? Like I, I've never done any of this in my life. And that's the beauty of it. Like we can learn how to do anything. We can reinvent ourselves over and over and over again. And, and it was so much fun to write my very first chapter in a book where it was an anthology book. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to dabble my toe, you know, in this with 20 other authors and see what it's like. I met so many contacts of people that I'm still connected with today. I really got to understand what it was like to 
tell a little bit of your story and write it down. And then I started working with a publisher for the other books that I did. I did five books last year and I started working with a publisher for several other books. And I started creating anthology books for more women, for them to be able to come authors for the first time and encouraging them to write their own books. I have not done what you did, Robert, which was between Christmas and New Year's, you know, 6,000 words a day. That's really impressive, by the way. Um, but I think it's, I know, I'm not going to say I think, I know it's important for this one reason. Each one of us have a message to share. Mm -hmm. Your message might sound very similar to somebody else's message. Robert and I are really on the same wavelength of the things we believe in. But I do believe this. We hear certain messages only from certain people. Mm -hmm. And so when you shrink back, and you don't get your message out there, someone out there's life is not going to change because they didn't get to hear the message. Remember, it could be said by 20 other people, but the minute you open your mouth, it will land on them. So that is why it's so important for us to get it into print because you have a different community of people that are subscribers to print or audible, you know, or read books that they might not be on a conference that you're on, or they might not be on your website or, you know, so, um, it's a, it's like a, it's like a business card is what your book becomes for you because you can hand it out like a business card. It can impact people. You don't write a book to impact 200 people, right? You don't do anything you do to make a change for 200 people, you're doing it to be the change in the world that's needed, right? So when you do something, go big or go home is what I say. So if you're going to get out there, do it big, right? Promote your book like crazy. Ask others to promote your book and then continue to find ways to utilize your book as your brand, for you to be using ongoing over and over and over again. All right. Yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned radio host, but I also know that you're a podcast host. So what's been yeah. the impact of the podcast? Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. So I started as the radio show host with Voice America and did a live show every week in 2019. And then in 2020, um, when the studios all shut down and everything, I just decided to shift it to a podcast. So being a podcast host has done so much. In my community, the podcast is used to elevate the members. So I keep my members in the spotlight at all times. My, everything about my community is to be seen, be heard, and be visible. Um, and with that, I bring in other um other influencers, other people onto my podcast. So not only have I learned from other people and what they teach and their stories and what they share. Um, and some of, you know, the um, high profile people that I've been able to interview on my podcast. It's so interesting to me, you know, Robert, people are people. We put them on, on pedestals. They didn't ask to be put there. We put them there, right? When girls are like fainting because someone's at a concert <laughs> or whatever. It's so crazy because another person could be standing right next to them. Like what is happening right now? Is it happens every time I enter a room. I can't yeah. help it. <laughs> They're like, ah, yeah, Robert, you're the best. Um, yeah. So I, I'm saying that because, you know, being a podcast host has taught me um, the beauty of how to interview another person how to really pull out the goodness and what, you know, go a little bit deeper, maybe beyond where they're a little bit comfortable to get the true story out. Um, it's helped me hone my skills, you know, in patience, 
and patience. And um, it's also given me another avenue. Remember I did say, tell everybody about you. It gives me another avenue for me to not only promote, like I said, the people around me, but for me to also um, promote myself. Because when you are willing to stand in, you know, next to someone and put them into the spotlight, all boats rise together. Mm -hmm. So it's another place for me to elevate me um, as that authority, as that uh, influencer. And that's why I do it because I want to have this beautiful marriage and dance of spotlighting other people and bringing their stories to life and their expertise to life. But, you know, kind of being that co-host there that's, you know, driving that train oh, for them. So yeah. good. All right. We're going to switch gears just a little bit. You, you mentioned your husband and then he kind of kept you, kept you in the corporate <laughs> rock for too long. But what's your most memorable date? With my husband? Yeah. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I well, love hopefully, my husband so if you've much. you got a date with a boyfriend, we just won't make sure your husband doesn't no. hear it. <laughs> no, that's a non-negotiable, by the way. We didn't discuss that one, but the non-negotiable is, um, you know, my husband. That's, I would never cheat on my husband or uh, we're together forever for life, you know, for eternity. Me um, too. Yeah, for sure. So um, the greatest date my husband and I ever had I want to say was probably um, a night that I came home one time from work and he had set out a picnic, um, brought in like a little table and chairs from the outside on our back patio. And he set it up in our bedroom and created like a little private dinner picnic for us, had all these candles that I, he probably, he's never going to remember this. Um, <laughs> and the reason why I thought it was the best date we ever had, because, you know, we've we've gone to exotic places. We've spent a lot of money on, you know, dinners and all these things that you would think would be like, that's not the best date. For me, it's more of the intimate thing. Mm -hmm. So the thought that he put into arranging it, um, you know, caring enough to do something special for me and then spending that private time alone with me where we weren't distracted with children and all the other things. That's why he did it in our bedroom so we could lock the door, <laughs> um, which, you know, by then our kids were older anyway. But um, but it's just the thought he put into it and the time that we just got to talk to each other about our lives and what's happening. And it was just I just remember I don't couldn't tell you what I ate couldn't tell you what I ate, That's but so it good. was just a beautiful night. It really wow. was. Well, thank you for sharing that. So how important is play and fun? Okay. So play and fun has not been important to me. And most people are like, what Colleen, you're so much fun. Um, I have been a very serious person for most of my life. Um, just very focused is a good word. I'm very focused. And in this last year, Robert, of my life, I had decided with my grandkids all being born, you know, we've got 12 now. So when that started happening, I realized that I wasn't having fun. Like I wasn't playing. I wasn't having fun. I was always worried about the next thing and what was supposed to happen next and making sure things were cleaned up. And I just decided in my life that it was time to have fun. Mm. So for me, just what fun means to me is just being a kid and playing with my grandkids and just playing without any other expectation. That's just so playing. good. So you and I are in alignment in so many areas. And I think there's, there's huge implications when Jesus says, let the children come to me for the kingdom of heaven is 
made for such as these. And there's so many areas in our entrepreneurial journey about our imagination, right? Our vision, our falling down and getting back up and all of the, the things for children, right? Everything is possible, right? There's no, there's no, they don't have the limitations that we put on ourselves as, as adults. And I think there's so many things that that verse applies to that we, we simplify it to this simple thing of, oh, it's just the innocence of children. And it's so much more just like, I believe that the gospel is missing the piece that Jesus says, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. And, and we're so caught up in the salvation message, which is absolutely important, but it's missing this life message that says, I'm going to save you and bring you and give you eternal life, but I'm giving you life right now and you need to live it to the full and you need to impact the world and make a difference in the world because I created you with this greatness inside you that the world is missing, but it's a childlike greatness that you need to tap into. And so I think finding that fun in that child is, is part of expanding that abundance. You're not going to believe this. But yesterday, yes, I, will. <laughs> I had that scripture recited to me by a business intuitive coach. <laughs> and I'm standing here today and you just recited the exact same scripture. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidence. So No, I know. You and but I both know that it's because we're on that same vibration. This, this is what I call God smacking me over the head with a two by four saying, how many more times do you want me to say it? So oh, that's fantastic. I'm eating the call. I hear you. <laughs> fantastic. All right. So what's your big dream? Wow. My big dream is to leave a legacy for my family. You know, mm. that's my big dream um, is to truly make an impact in the world that will uh, the ripple effect will be large and wide and will change, you know, forever. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the more that we um, believe in that dream, that it's possible, um, then it will happen. You just have to believe bigger. Absolutely. Believe bigger. All right. So you've had coffee with an entrepreneur for the last hour and you want to leave them with Colleen's words of wisdom. What would you share? Well, I'm going to share with them that you are on a lifelong journey of learning. So put yourself in the learning seat, buckle up, believe in yourself and have a good ride. Mm. That's what it's going to be. Love it. Colleen, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time today. I appreciate Thanks, you Robert. so much. You've touched my heart and, and definitely added a great deal of value to me and to my audience. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com In our next episode, Kim Stewart shares how she empowers nonprofits to get to another level, focusing on their purpose and helping to develop the executive director and the board to work as a team to further the mission. She loves helping teams connect over food, learn to run their nonprofit like a business, and increase the impact they can have on the community.